Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, your weekly dose of accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Here's your host, Mike Jezoshek, CPA. Hello, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we're continuing our discussion about maximizing deductions, and we're talking about how can I maximize meals and travel deductions? Now, again, this is part of a bigger series that we did as part of our ultimate guide to maximizing business deductions and write-offs. So if you haven't checked that out, go there now. You can go to taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash deductions. And we talk about this idea of pre-tax versus after-tax spending and how an expense has to be ordinary versus necessary. And you can read all about that and, and listen to our episode. We talk deep dive into that. But I just want to kind of preface this episode with just one key concept. When we talk about maximizing deductions, we're not talking about going out and doing spending that you don't need to be doing and buying things that you don't need. We're talking about spending that you're going to do regardless, but how can we move it from an after-tax spending by finding a business purpose into pre-tax spending? So that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Again, as part of our guide, we talk about this overarching concept along with then start to deep dive into different expense categories, which we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Today, we're taking two categories, meals and travel, and deep diving into those. So let's start out with an overarching concept. What is a meal expense? So again, I don't think we need to talk about what a meal expense is, but I just want to mention that starting in 2018 with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, entertainment expenses are no longer deductible. But the meal portion around that entertainment can be expensed, assuming, again, that can be separated from the total entertainment cost. So let's look at a few types of meals and how it would be deductible. So meals are generally going to be 50% deductible, entertainment zero, but meals 50%. Dining with a prospect, a client, a vendor, something like that is going to be 50% deductible. Dining when you're traveling is going to be 50% deductible. Now, one key note on this, it must be overnight travel and it must be outside of your normal commute to be considered a travel state. But again, dining when traveling, 50% deductible. Dining with staff members, team members, 50% deductible. Office meals and food that you have within the office, 50% deductible. Now, company parties or presentations that you're putting together, or if it's part of cost of goods sold, so think like a restaurant, those costs would be 100% deductible. So of course, if you're a restaurant, you're buying food, that's 100% deductible. That's not a meal expense. But let's say you're putting a presentation together or you're having a company party, that would be 100% deductible meal cost. Let's look at some examples of meals. Meeting with a current or potential client. Meeting with a current or potential employee. Employee team meals. Maybe you have hosted meetings like a chamber meeting or a BNI or some type of networking event, the meal around that. If you have year-end parties for your, for your team, for your staff, that would be considered a meal expense. Food and drinks at a golf outing. So golf outing, that would be entertainment, but food and drinks would be the meal portion there. Again, in order for meals to be deductible, it has to be separated out from entertainment. So let's say you go to, you rent out a suite at a, at a baseball game, and they just say it's $2,000 for the entire suite that includes meals and drinks, but they don't ever separate that out. None of it would be deductible. But if they come to you and say, okay, the suite's $2,000, but a thousand of that is related to the food and drinks. A thousand is related to your tickets to get into it. 
Well, now we can take that deduction on that thousand dollars that's related to the meals and drinks. So if you ever have that situation, just make sure you get that separated out. Team building and recreational events would be examples of a meal expense. A meal at a country club with a client. Again, the country club is not deductible, but the meals and drinks there would be. If you have a cafeteria at the office, that would be deductible. And then, you know, meals cooked in a hotel room when you're traveling and things like that would be deductible as well. So again, when we talk about these different things, you know, I think this overall idea of meals makes sense. But now let's look at planning opportunities. How can we peel back the layers here and fully take advantage of this by being a business owner? So let's look at some planning opportunities. First one is, Find a business purpose to your meetings. You know, and we say from now on, these people that you're talking to and you're having meals with, think of them as sources of business. Start talking about business. Start asking for referrals over meals and beverages. You know, are you grabbing dinner with a client, a potential client that happens to be a friend or family member? Think about the purpose of that meal. You know, are you dining with a staff member that happens to be a friend? Well, if they're a staff member, and you're talking business, that's a deductible meal expense. So I want you to be thinking about these meals that you're going to and doing on an everyday basis. Is there a business purpose for that? So many people don't think about it because they're meeting with a friend, they're talking business, but they just think, well, it's a friend. So that's not a business deduction. But are you talking business? Is there a business purpose around that meeting? If so, let's take advantage of the opportunities that are available to us. A country club, again, a country club membership is not deductible but the meal and drink portion would be. So again, if, assuming it's for business purposes, but we just need to make sure we separate that out. Now, I do want to talk about solo meals and drinks because there can be some confusion here. You know, going through the drive through at Starbucks on your way to work is not a business deduction. However, if you plan a business meeting around that stop or you're on an overnight business trip, then it would be. So think about that as, as you're kind of making these decisions on what's deductible or not. Again, all we say is when you're at these meals and when you're doing this, just write down on the receipt, take a picture of it, but write on the receipt, you know, who are you talking with? What were you discussing? That's going to help back up and support this being a business expense. Now let's talk about travel expense. And this is a fun one to talk about because I think it opens up the door for a lot of potential that so many people are truly not taking advantage of. So travel expenses, simply expenses occurred while you or your employees are away from home on business, and those are deductible. Now, some key factors as part of this. An individual is away from home if they are required to be away from their tax home for longer than an ordinary day of work, or that they need to sleep or get rest to meet the demands of the work while, while away from home. So that's a key thing to do. Now, what's included in travel costs? Transportation, that could be automobile, airplane, train, boat. Those are deductible. Lodging, hotel, Airbnbs, things like that. If you have a rental car, tolls, parking, bus, taxis, Ubers, all of that's going to be considered as a travel cost. And again, meals, when you're overnight, so away from your tax home and overnight, are going to be 50% deductible. Those are travel meals. Even if you're dining alone, when you're traveling, that's a business deduction. So we want to start to think about this as, okay, we understand what travel is, but let's talk about some travel reasons. You know, what are reasons that you'd be traveling? You could be meeting with a vendor, meeting with a client. You could be having a corporate or board meeting. You could be attending a conference and you're traveling for that or visiting a rental property that you might have. So once we have this idea of, okay, what is a travel cost? You know, what are some reasons for travel? Let's look at the rules. First rule is business day. What is considered a business day? 
And the IRS says, in order for a day to be considered a business day, the majority of the day has to be spent on business. And the IRS looks as a day as eight hours. So the majority of the day would be four hours and one minute. That's the majority of a day has to be spent on business. The IRS does not care what you do after you consider that you get that business day in. The IRS doesn't care what you do after that. You can go to the beach, visit family, visit friends, things like that. As long as you got the majority of the day related to business in, that's considered a business day. Again, to be in travel status, you must be away from your principal place of business overnight. So overnight is is a key thing there. And travel days. Days you are traveling are actually considered business days if your business days are the majority of your total trip. So let's say you're on a business for, you have nine days total that includes travel. uh, And five of those days are business related. That'd be a majority business trip. In that travel days, the days you spend traveling, so flying, driving, those types of things, would be considered business days, again, if the majority of the trip was for business. Uh, and international, that's uh, turned seven days into, has to be greater than 75% of the days on business. Now, a fun little fact, and we'll talk about this when we talk about planning opportunities, but weekends are holidays. If you have a weekend or holiday sandwiched in between two business days, they are considered business days even if spent personally. Let's say you have a business day on Friday and you have a business day on Monday, Saturday and Sunday, because they're sandwiched between two business days, you can use them personally, but they're still be considered business days because you were forced to be in that city away from home because you had another meeting on the back end. So let's talk about some planning opportunities. What planning opportunities exist around travel? And this is the key part that I want to focus on because I think so many people are not thinking about the opportunities available here. So business days on a personal trip. You can deduct food and lodging on business days, even if your trip does not include enough business days to count as a business trip. So what that means is let's say you go on a a 10-day vacation with your family and you spend one day on business. You're visiting clients, things like that. Even though the majority of that trip is not a business trip, your food and lodging on that one day would be considered business days, would be considered a business expense. So keep that in mind. A lot of people say, well, you know, the majority of the day was per the majority of the trip was personal, so I don't take anything. Well, no, those days that are considered business days, even if it's a majority personal trip, are still tax deductible. The second piece, and this is where I say we need to plan, we need to think about this. This is where opportunities arise for us business owners, is plan out your trips. When you have travel travel plans, plan ahead to see if you can make that a deductible business trip. Think about are you traveling to Disney with your family? Is there ways that you can make that a deductible business trip? You know, are you meeting clients every day? Are you attending a conference maybe there and then doing family things after that? Think of opportunities that arise from that. Now, of course, we want to make sure that you're keeping a diary of the business days. If you have family that are not involved in the business traveling with you, obviously their costs are not deductible. But I like to give this example of, of really kind of where an opportunity really arises for this. Let's say that you have a three-day conference in Dallas and you and your family are driving from Milwaukee to Dallas. It's a road trip. You're driving from Milwaukee to Dallas. Now, it takes two days to drive each way and you also spend five days sightseeing. This is personal days. Your trip is actually going to be the majority business, seven of the 12 days. So therefore, you can deduct 100% of transportation and lodging and meals, and meals again, 50%, for the seven business days And again, this is for just yourself only. So again, it's this idea of planning around, you know, can you plan business trips around travel that you might be doing anyways? 
The IRS says there's no problem with that as long as you're getting your business days in and you're following the rules. So again, we always kind of say, but with all of this type of, of planning, don't get greedy. Make sure you're doing the sniff test. Does this make sense? If I was standing from an IRS auditor, does this explanation on why this is a business expense make sense? Would it be easy to them to understand? Or does it seem a little fishy? You know, start to make sure you, you feel confident with this. Uh, don't get greedy, but make sure you have all your full documentation to help back up what you're trying to prove. Put it on file in case you need it and sleep good at night knowing that you're taking advantage of what's available. Now, again, this is just kind of a nibble into some of the planning opportunities to help you maximize your business deductions. We did, this is just two kind of expense categories that we deep dove into uh, that are part of a full series that we did on this as part of our ultimate guide to maximizing business deductions and write-offs. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go to taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash deductions. But again, I just kind of want to run through as, as a summary of what did we talk about today? We talked about meal expenses. And traditionally, meals are going to be about 50% deductible. So dining with a prospect, a client, a vendor, uh, staff members, dining when you're traveling, uh, office meals and food, those are all going to be 50% deductible. Now, if you're having company parties or a presentation that you're doing that you're providing food on, or if you're a restaurant, things like that, obviously the food would be 100% deductible for that. And again, some planning opportunities around meals is find a business purpose to your meeting. Think about who you're meeting with and what you're discussing. I can bet that there's a lot more meetings that you go to that you talk about business that you're not associating as a business meeting, but you're talking about business. You're asking for referrals. You're talking to a potential client or a potential staff member and that might be a friend or family member, but you're not thinking about that business purpose. So start to find a business purpose to your meetings if it's there. Again, don't get greedy. Make it make sense. Provide the proof that helps back it up. Again, we talked about a country club how the country club membership is not deductible, but meals and drink around entertainment would be, and then solo meals. So if you're just going through a drive through Starbucks line on the way to work, that's not a tax deduction. But if you meet a client there and have coffee with them, tax deduction. Or if you are staying overnight away from home on a business trip and traveling, then it would be a deduction. And then we talked about travel expenses. You know, travel costs is transportation, lodging, rental cars, Airbnbs, taxis, Ubers, uh, meals, all of that's included in travel costs. We talked about what are some reasons for travel? Meet with a vendor, meet with a client, having an annual corporate or board meeting that you want to travel for, attending a conference maybe, uh, visiting a rental property that you might have and, and checking up on that. Those are all reasons for travel and some rules. In order for a day to be considered a business day, the majority of the day, which is four hours and one minute, has to be spent on business. If you spend the majority on day business, that's considered a business day. The IRS doesn't care what you do in that off time. Go to the beach, spend time with family, all those items. As long as you got your majority of the day business in, that's a business day. And again, to be in travel status, you must be away from your principal place of business and overnight. Again, kind of plan opportunities. If you sandwich business meetings on weekend in between business meetings, so business meeting Friday, business meeting on Monday, those weekends can be spent personally, but they say you're kind of trapped in that city, so they would still be considered business days. Again, some planning around uh, travel expenses is those of you that are taking personal trips, that maybe you just have one or two minor business days wrapped in there, as long as the majority of that day is spent on business, visiting a client, a vendor, something like that, you can still take deductions for that one day. So the trip does not always have to be all or nothing. So make sure you're, you're not missing out on those opportunities. Plan out your trips. You know, 
plan ahead to see if you can make a trip that you're doing. See if you can find a business purpose while you're there to help make a portion of it or a lot of it a business deduction. Again, we love this idea of attending conferences, meeting vendors, having a board meeting around travel that you might already be doing anyways. Again, when we talk about maximizing deductions, we're not talking about going out and spending and buying things, taking travel expenses that you don't need. We're not saying spend money just to get a deduction. We're saying, let's look at that spending you're already doing. Let's look at some of those things you're already going to spend no matter what. Can we find a business purpose for it? If so, let's find that way. Let's document the proof and get it into our business. Again, this is just kind of a a peel back of a couple different expense categories. We have a whole series on this. We have a bunch of uh, articles, podcast episodes, everything like that, that you can check out as part of our ultimate guide to maximizing business deductions and write-offs. Just go to taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash deductions to check that out. And again, don't get greedy. Do the sniff test on these items. Make sure you're documenting and supporting to help back all this up. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about what things do you need to put in place to protect yourself from an audit and make sure you are bulletproof from these types of items. So I want to thank you for listening to this episode and, and deep diving with us on ways that you can maximize deductions in your business. So thanks again for listening to this episode and I will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review and share with other business owners. You can find previous episodes and more information at www.taxsavingspodcast.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.